Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies, Back to the Future, Part 2. Star Wars. Wait, Back to the Future, Part 2. It is a time of peril for Doc Brown, who has just invented a time machine in the form of a DeLorean car. His experiment on his dog has proven successful, and young Marty McFly accompanies him. Just kidding, Marty McFly died in a lab accident and has been replaced by a Terminator cyborg from the future that looks exactly like Marty McFly. Doc doesn't know, and will the robot tell him? Maybe. Will they travel through time again? Let's find out in Muffed Movies, Back to the Future, Part 2. Whoosh, wah, 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 ripple edit. Back to the Twin Pines Mall parking lot. It is now one six, wait, it is now what, 118 at night? 125, maybe. I don't know. Buck 26. Yeah. Doc and Marty rush over to the DeLorean time machine, which is like smoking with steam because for some reason time travels real cold. And they open the door to reveal Einstein, the time traveling dog. (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Einstein. Ah, there you go. Look, His, his clock is exactly one minute behind mine. They look at the leash clock that's attached to Einstein the dog. You're goddamn right. And if you try that shit with me again, Doc Brown, I swear to God, it'll be your last day on Oith. The dog. I love that this is the first voice after we had the conversation <laughs> about how. voice is going to rip your vocal box. <laughs> your I'm, vocal over, cords up. I'm overdoing it with my voices, and that's what I do. <laughs> ah, I can't help I- myself. Einstein um, runs away from the car and into the van, to the safety of the van. Oh, well, uh, I need a new guinea pig. <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, one test seems sufficient. Um, the, the car's only a little bit banged up. Uh, for some reason, when Einstein crashed it into you, Marty, it uh, seemed to wrap around your almost metallic frame. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's completely in working order. I've done a once-over. I've checked that little digital thing that mechanics plug into underneath the, the dashboard, and even though the car has a, a gigantic phallic <laughs> dent in the front of it... I'll just puff it out. Oh, yeah. Doc, uh, using his Toontown lips, <laughs> uh, puffs oh, on, on the tailpipe, and the front of the DeLorean reinflates into its perfect DeLorean form. That's a good thing. We didn't want the listeners imagining that there was anything wrong with this car. <laughs> the central point to this whole movie. Are you telling me you built a time machine? That's what I've been trying Out to tell DeLorean? you. <laughs> Sorry, stepped all over that funny joke. <laughs> you know, Marty, it's like uh, like I'm always telling my, my wife, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do something, uh, do it with style. That's why I never wear shoes and I tattooed uh, good-looking boots on my naked feet. See? <laughs> he shoves it in Marty's face, as is the through line of this movie. Oh, jeez. Things are always being shoved in my face. 
This message is brought to you by Toyota. Anyway, Marty, uh, see, to operate the thing, you just drive it at 88 miles per hour like a regular car that you're driving at 88 miles per hour. You type in what date you want to go to. Like, see, we could go to the birth of Christ. Uh, we could go to Hitler's birthday. <laughs> That's 420. <laughs> <laughs> True story, Marty. True story. Or we could uh, go back to 1955 uh, to the day that your father first uh, jerked off (laughs) looking in your mother's window. Uh, Don't ask me how I know that. It's also the day I invented time travel. Um, I was a much younger man, but I I was also still an eccentric old man back then. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to type in uh, 30 years in the future, Marty. Yeah, the year... 2005, uh, 2015, right? 85. The year 2015, uh, things will be so different. Verizon Wireless. (laughs) The antenna on that remote control is going to be half as long. It's going to be amazing. 2015 (laughs) is going to solve all our problems. Anyway, oh yeah, put the camera on me and uh, film me gloriously rolling out of this boring old time. I'll just sit down here in the uh, exposed cockpit area. Doc, Doc, what, what, do you have enough (coughs) gas to get to the future? Oh, Marty, you're so smart. Uh, I almost forgot this car runs on plutonium. And and I just... What? (laughs) Marty McSyborg, his head turns 360 degrees around and some smoke comes out of his ears. Oh, come on, Marty, like you've never heard of plutonium before. It's, it's an element of the periodic table. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no big whoop. As you can see, I got a, a whole uh, shitload of it here in my van. Doc Brown uh, clumsily <laughs> bumps his heavy suitcase of plutonium down the stairs of the van and out onto the parking lot. He kicks it open casually with one bare foot. Ouch! Yeah, I got a shit ton of it. Oh, better put on my condom, he says, and puts on his Darth Vader-like hazmat helmet. Oh, yeah, you too, Marty. He slaps a trash can on Marty's head. You too, Einstein. Einstein puts on a little cape and hood. Now, I don't know much about plutonium. (laughs) Let me just get that out of the way right now. But I thought it was a solid at room temperature. (laughs) And Doc produces a, um, like, roadies, like, case, like, filled with uh, padded cylinders of liquid. Mm -hmm. And then inside the clear liquid, there's a small self-contained vial of, like, purple liquid, which is the plutonium. That's right. Looks like he got it straight from the blood bank. Yeah, it seems a little sci-fi to me, but I don't know enough about science to know if that's actually what plutonium used in a nuclear reactor would look like. Because I think they do use um, rods. Rods, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Doc screws this uh, glass canister of of dual liquids into the engine of the DeLorean until the engine greedily slurps it up, which causes both of them to jump. Ah, ah. 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 Crisscross will make you jump. <laughs> Sorry, you won't get that, but your kids will love it. <laughs> uh, suddenly, <clears throat> just after the plutonium has been packed in enough for one ride, uh, the <laughs> cacophonous sound of Arabic hip-hop is heard <laughs> coming from down the road. 
the two. That's not what I meant. The two Caucasian men crane their heads and look down the street. beans and rice. And they. They see uh, the unmistakable frame of a VW love bus <laughs> used <laughs> by fish heads and dead heads alike, and apparently now uh, Libyan terrorists. Uh, the, the powder blue VW oh, bus, yeah. <laughs> the ride of all terrorists. <laughs> Do you think that was product placement or... Not. <laughs> They're probably like, what's the crappiest uh, thing we can get out of the junkyard and put an engine in it? It's strange. It's a strange choice because it's such a distinctive vehicle. It's so summer the of love. The strangest choice is that it can keep up with a DeLorean, huh? which sounds yeah. like it has a V8 engine. <laughs> Good observation. <clears throat> Speaking of keeping up with the DeLoreans, <laughs> Doc dives Tuesdays in. at nine. <laughs> Doc dives into the vehicle. Marty, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Draw their fire. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. What? You Wait still a want minute. the camera running or... Uh... <laughs> no, fuck the camera. Fuck the camera. I gotta live. <laughs> Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, Doc uh, closes the suicide door of the, um, uh, the DeLorean, and Marty, using his cybernetic grip, holds the vehicle in place <laughs> As its wheels try to accelerate to 88 miles per hour. Doc, wait! Why are they trying to kill you? Uh, Marty, I, I, I told him I gave him a, a bomb parts, but it's really just a, a parts from a TI-82 calculator. Um, the, the, you wouldn't imagine, you, you can't believe what, what goes into those things. They have and so they... many parts, Marty. So many parts. God, just <laughs> pop one open. You'll see what I'm talking about, Marty. They gave you plutonium as payment? Well, that's right. The Libyans um, casually pull up next to Doc, whose car is held in place uh, by Magnum J. Fox's Terminator arms. Uh, the Libyan in the in the um, shotgun seat, literally, uh, casually gestures for Doc to roll down his window. We could do this the easy way, or we could do this the hard way. Let's discuss this like gentlemen, Doc Brown. What if I pull out a gun and aim it at you? Everyone knows that gun control in America is top-notch. There's no way an eccentric lunatic like you could get his hands on a, a loaded handgun. Damn it! He's right, Marty. I've got this uh, Magnum <coughs> 44 caliber pistol, but uh, damned if I didn't uh, find any bullets for it. Yeah, the background checks that we have in place in America wouldn't let you get uh, your hands on any uh, ammunition because you're a loose cannon, Doc, and you, you simply don't have the, the cognitive, uh, emotional stability uh, to be able to deal with a firearm uh, in a safe way. There's only room for one loose cannon in this parking lot, Marty. Doc throws the gun at the Libyans. Oh! <laughs> the gun, made of pure silver, burns the terrorist's face. Ah! My, uh, my unclean occult nature is finally revealed. <laughs> the Libyans rip off uh, their garments and reveal their vampire bodies glistening in the moonlight. Oh, shit! I didn't account for that, Marty. Oh, no! <laughs> They're vamps. You think vampires like plutonium? <coughs> I don't know. I'm just a rubber a boy. <laughs> a rubber boy. So and suddenly at that point, the uh, Libyan vampires pull out an AK-47 Whoa. and light Doc up. 
No! Michael J. Cox yells, but it's too late. Doc has been just Moidoid. executed. His <clears throat> morty bleeding and bullet-ridden body flies into the passenger seat of the DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards! Uh, the two vampiric entities look at each other and shrug. Uh, Marty jumps into the DeLorean and closes its bulletproof doors to ward off any future fire, but they seem disinterested in attacking a boy. (laughs) Should we kill him, or... I guess he's a witness, but... I mean, we're vampires. I mean, who's gonna believe him? (laughs) I'm out of here! Marty says with panic, and he accelerates to 88 miles per hour. Oops! Kicking kicking (laughs) ducks... Kicking Doc's body out of the passenger side because of the smell. Just as he reaches 88 miles per hour, uh, (laughs) the time rift opens up and Doc's dead body flies free (laughs) into the uh, rainbow road (laughs) of the time abysm. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go again, says Marty, and he zaps back, back, back to the predetermined time. In 1955, the parking lot of Twin Pines Mall vanishes and is replaced with just an empty field of grass. Marty crashes through a scarecrow. He screams. The scarecrow screams. (laughs) Where's my brain? (laughs) Dorothy cries a single tear. And the DeLorean finally creaks to a halt, uh, softening... Hell no, it smashes into a barn at, like, top speed. It just stops. (laughs) (laughs) Marty is ejected through the glass of the front window and bashes through the back wall of the barn. Remember, he's a cyborg who weighs 800 pounds. I'm fine, he says. You can see a single red eye glowing in the darkness where his human eyeball was ripped out. (laughs) The lights of a nearby farmhouse suddenly <laughs> turn on from from every nook and cranny, and a whole farm family runs out, fully fully clothed. Everybody was up just with doing a hoedown or telling ghost stories or something at two in the morning. Uh, now listen to me, wife. Get your big butt back in the kitchen. I'm gonna ex- figure out what's going on with our barn. All right. <laughs> says the drunken farmer. He uh, cautiously opens up the barn door and sees a smoking ruin where his prize horses used to live. Uh, Suddenly, emerging into the barn space through the hole in the back wall is robotically walks the uh, form of Michael J. Fox. It's glowing red Terminator eye assessing all of the farmer and his family. Oh, my God. Edgar is some sort of a man from space. <laughs> what? What? And the kid the kid that runs out, uh, the, the young boy of, of uh, a ripe old 10 years of age. Young man. Thrusts thrust, <laughs> thrust a comic book. Which he carries as a security blanket everywhere he goes, especially out to the barn in times of emergency, into his father's face. 
What have I told you about reading? Oh, <laughs> his dad looks on with astonishment as it says, issue one, Rise of the Machines, and shows the trademarked James Cameron skeletal face of the T-1000, T-100 Terminator model. Oh my God, the science fiction has become science fact. All right, um, look, I know you guys are freaking out. I'm a robot from the future who went He's to the past. He's a robot from the future, shoot it! Oh, shit. <laughs> Suddenly the farmer turns into a hobo with a shotgun <laughs> and blasts, blasts Marty Cyborg uh, right in the chiselly chest. Oh, Marty staggers backwards uh, <clears throat> for just one moment and then regains his composure. Now, look, I don't want to kill yous, but I totally will. Now, he ain't dead yet! <laughs> Bring me my World War II Gatlin gun. <laughs> World War II. The South will rise again, Pa, says uh, like an Illinois <laughs> farmer's daughter. Farmer cranks on the Gatlin guns. Crank. And bullets fly off of uh, Marty McSai. Borg. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Not again. <laughs> Marty, just so sick of these uh, humans always resorting to violence, uh, grabs the daughter and just rips all of her arms and legs off. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you guys, I'm not happy about what I just did, and I don't want to do it to the rest of you, so just fuck off, all right? Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, just like in the old Craig Kilborn version of The Daily Show, Marty McFly just clap decapitates each member of the family in quick order, just smacking both of his hands against their cheeks one at a time, exploding their heads over and over again until finally uh, he is covered in their viscera. Well, so much for first contact. <laughs> He gets in the car and drives off at almost 88 miles per hour. just fast enough to plow through one of the twin pines the farmer had been growing. That was my brother, said the other pine. The scarecrow screams in the background as Marty gets onto a road and drives off into the night. I can't die, but I can't truly live. <laughs> I will be revenged on you, Marty McFly. Smash cut to Hill Valley Town Square early in the morning. The blood early in the morning. Ah, oh, nice. Sublime plays an acoustic set on the 1950s street corner as a doo-wop group this time. They're, <laughs> they're Sublime's uh, parents, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, the day has just started for most of the community. Um, and, uh, Marty parks the DeLorean, um, behind a a big truck filled with shit. (laughs) No one will look, no one will look for it here. (laughs) Um, he steps out and rubs his one human eye and looks agog at all the familiar sights on the street. It's like he's come home, but everything is old-timey, like Bioshock has happened. Remember that game? Pretty good. (laughs) 
Suddenly, bong, bong. He looks up and he sees even the old clock tower is working. It's in fine working order, chiming its belly bells and clocking its clocky hands. <laughs> Every everything is like in those old cartoons. It's like bouncing and uh, very clean, and people it's real whistling. Cuphead. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's uh, mentioning that the Charleston, uh, a newsie, uh, stands on top of a metal trash can and says, X3, X3, it's 1955, confirmed 1955. In case there was any doubts, <laughs> just to let you know. Oh, Hachi Machi, says Marty and clutches his head. He staggers into the diner. Smash cut to the diner. <laughs> if only he could have some of that classic 1980s tab cola, he could finally clear his mind and get his bearings. Hey, kid, what the hell are you wearing? That alien from Star Wars, D- Daxter Jexter. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you remember that from fucking, wasn't that Simon Pegg from Attack of the Clones? Yeah. No, I'm thinking prequels. Um, oh, <clears throat> there's oh, the, uh, oh. the guy in the diner. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, it's it's horrible. It's like like Ewan McGregor, Star Wars Land walks into a fucking 1950s diner, and there's a 19 an alien wearing like a paper hat yeah. and like a like a what'll you have, hun? Like robot waitress. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. Anyway, Daxter Jexter, that alien is there. <laughs> What's the matter with you, kid? You just jump ship? <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. It was 19- with the life preserver, kid. Oh, my we puffer. We wear that in the 50s. My, my puffer puffer, Jackie. <laughs> or do you like me, puffer puffer? <laughs> Marty uh, softly strokes his downy jacket for a few minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm uh, on shore leave and looking for um, uh, I don't know, uh, Doc Brown. You ever hear of uh, Doc Brown? What do you want, kid? This is a diner, not a question answering place. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I thought you were an NPC and I could just ask you anything. Um, <clears throat> can I? Hey, just ha- what's the matter, kid? You I'll jump just- ship? Oh, shit. <laughs> in true NPC fashion, he just starts repeating lines. <laughs> We've got a lot of rebuilding to do, says a guy to the wall. <laughs> I used to be, I used to jump ship like you till I took an arrow to the knee. Um. Yeah, okay, Uh. I'll just have uh, what I usually drink. Uh. Give me a tab. Tab? If you want a tab, you're going to have to order something, kid. Uh, oh, I forgot how quaint. Um, I'll just have a Pepsi Free. Pepsi Free? If you want a Pepsi Free, you're gonna have to pay for it, kid. <laughs> oh, hmm. Uh, I'll just have some kombucha. Ah, what did you say so? Coming right up. <laughs> Those kombucha mushroom people. Sing System kombucha, of a Down. <laughs> kombucha, kombucha, kombucha. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, Marty McFly uh, swigs his disgusting bacteria drink and uh, looks over um, when he hears a very familiar sound. 
Tis the tap, tap, tapping, the rap, rap, rapping upon his father's cranium. He looks over and he sees a 17-year-old version of George McFly getting bullied by a 19-year-old version of Biff Buchanan. <laughs> Biff <laughs> of teenage bully Biff Tannen. McFly! Hello, McFly! Hello! Uh, uh, hey, Biff. How's it going? It's not going great. I told you to get my fucking homework in the fucking uh, teacher's office and submit it uh, because I don't do homework. You do it. And, you know, once you, you do it, I got to rewrite it in my own handwriting. And you take it forever, McFly. Okay, Biff. I'll just do it tonight and run it on over first thing in the morning. No, not first thing. In the morning is my time for quiet meditation. <laughs> I reflect on all my life choices. Anyway, um... <clears throat> Also, I'm going to say like a weird Irish slur about you because it's a movie in the 80s and that's, you know, everything's ethnically charged back then. Fair enough. (coughs) Anyway, here's a used Jimmy hat, a.k.a. scum rapper. I'm out of here. Come on, Dweezil. Come on, Moon Unit. (laughs) Come on. 3D glasses. Biff and his two sub-bullies uh, push their way past Marty McFly. Oh, out of the way, sailor. And by the way, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah! <laughs> Says Biff. As... Screaming into the street. <laughs> Just happy to be alive. (laughs) Suddenly a dance number from West Side Story (laughs) breaks out. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I gotta finish Biff's homework. This is really gonna cut into my perversity time. (laughs) (laughs) Marty Marty stares at him with his cyborg eye assessing the situation. Uh, What are you looking at, sailor? Did you see something you like? (laughs) You're, you're George McFly. Yeah. How do you know that? Did I wrong you? You're my... You're my... <coughs> what are you doing here, man? I was just trying to enjoy a phosphate. But Daxter Jexter here is punishing me by withholding that creamy drink until I really beg for it. Goldie Wilson walks up. <laughs> what? What's that? Busboy Goldie Wilson? That's me. I'm Goldie Wilson. Why don't you stand up for yourself? <laughs> Well, because I'm weak and afraid that they'll harm me. And look, not to be a jerk or anything, but not everyone has the benefit of a solid gold hand like you. I can't just punch through a man's skull. Goldie Wilson backhands George McFly. Oh! (laughs) Grow a spine! Leave him alone, Mayor, says Marty in his most cybernetic voice. He grabs Goldie by his pure gold hand, and gold, being a softer metal than steel, 
he crushes it into uh, a paste-like form. Oh! Ah! That gives me an idea, though. <laughs> Goldie Wilson, the mayor. I like the sound of that. Yeah, right. Everyone knows that you're a hopeless romantic, Goldie Wilson. You're gonna be married with 18 kids before your 20th birthday. See how that goes for your political career. Me, Daxter Jexter, uh, small business entrepreneur, I never settled down. My career is my life, and I'm ha happy. <laughs> there he goes again. Give him like a half an hour. He'll he'll snap out of it. Get out of my way! Dexter Jackson pushes past them into the kitchen. So anyway, uh, Dad, I mean, uh, George. Oh, Marty sees that George McFly has disappeared, leaving only a cloud of cowardice in his wake. <laughs> Marty's whole reason for coming into the diner was to use the phone. So he runs back to the phone and rips a page, rips a, pa a page of the bees Ow! out of the phone bro book, and runs out after. George. <laughs> and Marty McFly, being a T-100 model, is slow, but not as slow as a human. So he manages to outpace George McFly. He catches up to him just as George is scaling his favorite tree, or as George likes to call it, the tree spot. <laughs> the tree spot. <laughs> the honeycomb hideout. I gotta hit the tree spot. I keep searching for it. <laughs> One day... <laughs> the tree spot is a myth, <laughs> says Totoro, spirit of the forest. <laughs> Before Marty can apprehend George, uh, George has scrambled up the tree like a monkey chasing a coconut. Uh, he's got his binoculars out. Marty's gaze follows George's uh, his sights, and he sees a comely young woman. In nothing but her brazier. Oh my, things are getting a little risque. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this makes it all worth it. Oh, Georgie boys in heaven. Oh. <laughs> this must be that tree spot they've been talking about. <laughs> if only I could find that one knot in the tree that's just the right shape. I could really get to business. Oh no! Um, lubricated by his pubescent sweat, George's hands betray him, and he slides and falls from the tree, crashing, clamoring, scarecrow-like, into the street. Ah, uh, Studebaker is about to run, squar into George McFly, ending his perversion for all time. Father. <laughs> Marty Whoa. McFly yells. And runs over to push George out of the way of the oncoming Studebaker. Oof! Uh, with metal hands, Marty just um, smashes George out of the way like a speeding bull fracturing George's pelvis. <laughs> <clears throat> the Studebaker collides with Marty McFly's head, denting a perfect indentation of his metallic head into its grill and hitting it just so that he hits the sleep mode button <laughs> on the killbot's skull. Oh, no. Bueno, no, bum. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids are always running in front of my fucking car over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and he screams out. The guy driving the car screams out. I hit another one of these damn kids run jumped in front of my car. I would like to know the backstory of all these kids that jump in front of his car. <laughs> yeah, well, his car, the front of it is covered in um, bright red balloons. That's what we. <laughs> That's what we don't hear is Lorraine's father moonlights as a, a murderous clown spider. <laughs> but that's for another Muff Movies. Is it? Yeah. Ow. Sing up. Smash cut to the interior of Lorraine's <laughs> familial home. We think that Marty is sleeping in his own bed because once again, he is uh, collapsed into that bizarre <laughs> broken bird back position that he likes to sleep in. And it's completely dark. He hears the voice of his mother coming from across the room. Wake uh, up. What is, what, what is it, mom? What, uh, am I, am I dreaming? No, you've just been out of it for the past four hours. <laughs> Oh boy, I had the worst nightmare. Here, uh, turn on the lights. I gotta get my bearings. And I'm not talking about these little metal buckshots that are falling out of my cybernetic torso. <laughs> ting, ting! Well, you're fine and safe and sound here in good old 1955. What? The turns on <clears throat> as Marty realizes it is his man, but she's 17. Dun dun dun! Mom, you just sit there and relax. Old Lorraine's gonna make everything better. His mom just like totally undresses him with her eyes and hands. And hands. She's very grabby. She's super horned up. <clears throat> yeah. Um. You must have had a really bad accident, Calvin. Because you were babbling in your sleep about listening to rock and roll music, and that hasn't even been invented yet. <laughs> she puts in her dentures. <laughs> Maybe you should get dressed and come down to dinner, Calvin? Wait a minute, why are you calling me Calvin? Well, isn't that your name? Everybody writes their name on their underwear, don't they? Calvin Klein. Marty pulls down the sheets to reveal that he's been pantsed. He can see his flesh-human pelvis still covered in bright purple designer Calvin Klein undies. Holy shit, my mom's been looking at my gooch. Uh, Marty, I, I mean, uh, Calvin, I've never <laughs> seen purple underwear, and it really... Makes me sop and wet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is everyone in this family a fucking pervert? <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm a sailor, so I probably should get going. Where's my pants? Could you bring me my pants? It's on my hope chest. <laughs> Lorraine, it's me, your fucking mother. Stop fucking twiddling about with our, our boy and come down for supper. All right. It's my mom. Put on your pants. Okay. Or don't. I'm not the boss of you. <laughs> um, my, Marty is attempting to put on his pants, but Lorraine has fed both of her hands up the leg holes. Come on. Put them on. Put them on. <laughs> He looks down into the gaping maw of his jeans 
and he just sees he just sees claws waiting. <laughs> you know what? I'm th- I think I'm gonna go sans pants. <laughs> uh, I, I like this bed sheet. That this will work, right? Okay. Um, slash cut two. <laughs> we see Slash from Guns N' Roses. He's just a little baby. It's 1955. <laughs> uh, now be quiet, you fucking infant. We'll sort you out later now. It's time for family supper. Sit and fuck down, all of your family. Father's gonna say grace in honor of our new visitor, isn't it? All right, everybody. Shut up, especially you kid. Uh, you, you jumped in front of my car. Look. Uh, here's Grace tonight. It's, uh, the Honeymooners. I just got a TV. I put it on wheels. I feel like a fucking rock star. Oh, wow, great. The Honeymooners. According to my, uh, historical Omni records, uh, this was a television program popular in the 1950s. Lorraine's brother, who who's, uh, I don't know, 10 years younger than her, maybe, wearing a coonskin cap and, and just being all befreckled and saucy, says... Uh, what are you talking about? This this is brand new. It hasn't even aired yet, you idiot. Uh, oh yeah, I uh that's what I meant is um uh, uh That sounds pretty anachronistic. Uh Yeah, yeah, it's uh what it's are you uh, the future or something. No. <laughs> he says <laughs> he suddenly opens up uh a metallic chute in his wrist and gasses the boy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the child begins to froth at the mouth and convulse. <laughs> Finally falls down face first into his macaroni and cheese. Oh, now, that's a fighting spirit, isn't it? This boy wouldn't eat macaroni and cheese if I tied him to the fucking horse and dragged him into it. But I, I see that the sailor boy has got some real powers of persuasion. Ain't that right, Lorraine? Oh, yeah, he's already persuaded me. To fuck him. She's <laughs> <under> her breath. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys for your hospitality, but I, I, I'm a sailor, and I'm, as we, we know, in, here in uh, Indiana, uh, I gotta get back to the bay and see uh, Captain Morgan about uh, the um, mission, secret mission. Not for you, civvies. Oh, sh- shiver me timbers. God, that really makes me warrior. She grabs his metal thigh and squeezes. Ow! She sprains her her fingers. Hard as a rock. (laughs) Thighs of steel. (laughs) Ah, geez, over there. Could you keep it down, Lorraine? I'm trying to listen to Sid Caesar make fun of the Japanese. (laughs) Marty Bot runs out of Lorraine's home. Uh, as, as Lorraine's dad berates her um, and tells her if she ever has a kid that dumb, he's gonna disown her. <laughs> Disorder. Um. Smash cut. <laughs> Night. Mar- Marty Bot is reading the page he tore out of the phone book as he exited the diner stage right. Strangely enough, because Marty Bot has, as we know, the Omni records in his... Um, 20 kilobyte memory chip <laughs> that Dyson Industries gave him. <laughs> Capable of holding over 12 full-length novels of information. <laughs> but not the phone book. Uh-uh. 
He runs his fingers down <coughs> the bees uh, until he hits uh, brass. <laughs> says the perverse page. <laughs> says br- until he hits the bra- uh until he hits brown, comma Emmett, and then beside it it says scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looks like this is the place. He says he looks up from his page and he is standing in front of the Brown family mansion. Oh, it is such an opulent and beautiful estate. And we, as an audience and as a nation, realize how much Doc Emmett Brown sacrificed monetarily and hereditarily in order to fund his cockamamie inventions. (laughs) Marty knocks on the door. We see the little speakeasy slit in the door slide open and Doc Brown's unmistakably paranoid peepers look through. Yeah, what do you want? What's the password? Um, Einstein will be the dog. The door flings open to reveal Doc Brown in a sort of lounge coat or or smoking jacket and a huge contraption on his head. It's like a half a buckyball uh, with lights and, and flashing doohickeys. Come in, come in. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Oh, okay. Doc removes a electrode cap from his dog, licks the suction cup on it, and seductively <laughs> sticks it on Marty McFly's forehead. Yeah, you like that? You like that? Don't say a word. Don't say a word. I am going to read your thoughts. Okay. I don't know why I'm suddenly Bernie Sanders, but, <laughs> but this is young Doc Brown. <laughs> Bernie Sanders' current age is young <laughs> Doc Brown. <laughs> Marty Being a robot from the future after the robotic uprising knows that this thought helmet is not going to work. So he throws Doc a bone and he slides the conductive suction cup underneath the epidermis of his flesh forehead. So it makes direct contact with his conductive metallic skull. There we go. That should help. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. I'm getting something. You want free health care for everybody. Sure. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Okay. You want to cancel student loan debt for the country. I guess, yeah. No, no, no. Don't say another word. Don't say another word. You are interested in taxing the top 1% of the top 1%. No. <laughs> no, I'm afraid that's not accurate. Um, I'm interested in waxing, like the old term for killing, the top 1% of humanity. That's kind of, I mean, um, no, I'm your uh, assistant from the future. Is that more believable or less believable? Do you know what this means? What? It means that this damn thing doesn't work. Doc Sanders takes the, the buckyball <laughs> helmet off and... Kicks it across the room, going through a pair of uprights and scoring him three points. All right, well, you know, not a total loss. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Doc. Uh, why can't I do anything right? I, Doc, I, I, Doc. I appeal to everybody, the working class, uh, the poor, uh, people of color. Uh, it, and, and... I, Doc, it's just everyone's afraid of you because if you're just a little left of center uh, to the really skewed American point of view, uh, you might as well be Satan incarnate. I'm sitter in most, most uh, European countries. I don't understand it. Uh, anyway, what do you want? 
Um, yeah, so I'm from the future, you invent a time machine, and I gotta get back to the future, because something happens with you that I'm not allowed to talk about that I'd like to prevent. Um, also, in addition to that, I have to return to a certain set of coordinates, because my mission is done, <laughs> and I need to return to my future. I'm a robot. Can I tell you this? Is this going to alter the past? Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm called a Terminator. <laughs> That's all I was, right. I was sent back into the past to take over the body of Marty McFly in order to kill a prominent scientist um, who apparently gets his hands on a lot of plutonium. I just need to find his identity and then I can murder him and return to the future. Pop quiz then, Hotshot. <clears throat> yeah. Who's president in 1985? Where you oh, from? Th- Is it e- Senator Bernie Sanders? No, although he is in politics at that time. It's Ronald Reagan. Yeah, the sorry. Actor? Yeah, the actor. Don't worry, it gets worse. How yeah. does it possibly get worse? Who who else is in there? Who's who's in his cabinet? Huh? Is it uh oh, oh I don't know. Uh, uh Joan Rivers? Who's going to be of uh, acting vice president because I assume he's going to get his vice president killed. Is it uh Jerry Lewis? Are no. we all gonna laugh whenever we turn the TV on? All right, Doc, settle down. But I'll I'll tell you, a couple notable celebrities do become uh, prominent prominent politicians. One of them, uh, the Terminator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, you're not gonna know about the Terminator, but you actually blah, are gonna blah, know blah, blah. gonna this know is... more than you wish. <laughs> I I don't understand anything you're saying. I don't believe you. I don't think you're from the future. Here. I think you're dumb. Goodbye. Does this prove it? Marty McFly pulls out a pristine. TI-81 calculator, he he types a number in, flips it upside down, and it appears to read boobless. Anybody could do that. I don't believe you. This doesn't you don't have anything. calculators in the 50s, you piece of shit. You have slide rules. <laughs> this, is like some kind of, this is like some kind of fancy abacus that you put in your pocket. Fine, fine. Something. Fine. You need, you need more proof? Check this out. <laughs> Marty, uh, pulls open his puffer puffer vest and peels down his uh, beautiful 17-year-old's chest, revealing the cybernetic uh, ribs of a Terminator. He opens up a compartment and a sparking, flickering flux capacitor is revealed to Doc's wondering eyes. I would say that any it, that, that just looks like uh, any replacement for a chest from a kid that gets hit by a car while he's peeping. Uh, on a on a girl, but uh, that that's something I uh, actually had a vision about. Yeah, when I, was I on know. My toilet. You were on the toilet and you clenched and you pressed real hard and passed out for a little Busted bit. Busted an O ring. You know, it happens as a man gets older. It's perfectly fine. In the future, we've got this thing called the squatty potty. Anyway. Um, you invented the flux capacitor, and it is with flux capacitor technology that the machines like me were able. <laughs> To do what we need to do, <laughs> he says, <laughs> thinking back to all the faces of the humans he killed during the robotic <laughs> uprising. Great, Scott! I believe you totally. I trust you implicitly now. Fucking thank you! Uh, a mouse jumps out of the ribcage. How'd you get in there? <laughs> Gentle cut. The inside <laughs> of Doc's mansion, where Marty has produced the JVC. Uh, camcorder that he bought at the all night Circuit City? No. <laughs> that, radio it was shack. a Radio Shack. Yeah, Radio Shack. <clears throat> and he is wowing Dr. Bernie Sanders with uh, this technology 
where he can show a portable television studio. Wow, that's completely amazing. Uh, if only there was some way that we could use this device to uh, get my uh, dangerous communistic ideals into the heads of every man, woman, and child in America. Because, uh, frankly, I'm tired of capitalism. Uh, all hail Joseph Stalin. Um... <laughs> Okay, cool. Doc, I really need you to focus in real quick. In the time you've been fucking talking to me, we walked the entire length of the city uh, and are in this spooky field here. Smash cut to the field. Smash cut to the set of Thriller. (laughs) Yeah. um, I know this is a little like uh, Boris... I was going to say Boris Johnson. Boris Car... I know this is a little Boris Karloff, like, spooky scary, but um, that's just the way the weather was in the 1950s. Look, uh, Michael J. Robot pulls a tarpaulin off of the really battle-damaged DeLorean. It's splattered with horse blood on the outside, as well as frozen greyhound dog bodies on the exterior of the car. Inside... The scarecrow brain. <laughs> yeah, of course. The, the scarecrow's poor hay innards and real human brain, which the sick farmer family put in there. And... Inside, Doc witnesses quickly browning spatters of future him's blood pooling in the seat cushions of the DeLorean. Wow, this is a real fixer-upper, Morty. <laughs> I'm not going to clean this. I think, uh, I think we can uh, hire some, uh, somebody from a union to come in here and uh, clean the upholstery on this car. Smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I took you to that field, Doc. Let's talk about video footage again. (laughs) (coughs) Look, as you can see on this tape, on this uh, machine that I just taught you about, here is you in the future, and I'm recording you, and you're putting plutonium into the vehicle, and it's going into the past with your dog Einstein in it. Plutonium. I I get it. Uh, Because with the horrors of capitalism, I'm sure that uh, plutonium is available in any corner drugstore, because they don't care about safety precautions and measures to keep the public safe. That's true, they don't care about the public, but plutonium is valuable, so it's still sequestered away in labs and government facilities. Well, we're Uh, gonna get plutonium here in 1955, when we have safety measures in place already. I don't know. You know, lightning is a great source of power. In the future, we uh, actually have weird lightning effects that just, like, comb over fields of skulls. I don't know why, um, but, you know, the hunter-killer machines are content with it. Uh, look, and it's a, it's a paltry amount of energy we have to generate. It's just 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts! Gigawatt. <laughs> gigawatt. <coughs> what? All right, look. Even if we had an offshore wind farm, uh, solar energy, renewables, uh, it would be very hard to generate 1.21 gigawatts just on any given day for any given object. Jeez, you guys are really like cavemen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Um, as I said, lightning. Lightning, you idiot. It's a great source of energy. Oh, yeah. Lightning. Wonderful source of energy. Can provide 1.21 gigawatts. Uh, Reliably, 
every time, every bolt of lightning reliably provides the exact same electrical load. So we don't need to worry about any sort of variations or overpower. Nothing like that, no. It's only, always... only problem is uh, lightning bolts are as unpredictable as the stock market, which we should crash. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. There's one lightning bolt that we know for sure is going to be on time. What? Mar Marty McFly opens the children's book of the Pine Valley historical record, and it shows the great clock tower being struck with a lightning bolt just one week away by the great hand of mighty Zeus, who was angered because of premarital sex. Great Scott, this is it, Marty. Oh, this yeah? will get you back to the time after this, where you came from. That's great. You really had me going, Doc. I thought that I thought that you were going to have the titular line, but it looks like I am. What? Tits? Did somebody <laughs> say tits? Oh, boy. I thought my Doc family Brown was weird. the TI-80 calculator and <laughs> turns it upside down. Stimulating! <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut to school. We see Doc wearing his incognito costume, which is a Hawaiian shirt and a Havana hat. And he's he's walking with Marty, who's dressed up like a 1950s uh, prepster. Yeah. And they also climb over bikes in the uh, in the school like uh, front yard instead of walking around them. Do they climb over they them? They literally climb over bikes. That's cool. I think it's a bit. But. <clears throat> it's a little Hunter S. Thompson-y. <laughs> Who fucking parked these bikes here? <laughs> anyway, Marty, it's me, Doc. Uh, so, uh, look, as far as you explained it, uh, uh, when your mother's father, your grandfather, Jesus fucking, your grandfather uh, hit you with his car, the introduction of your father and your mother never happened. And uh, that's going to mean that you will never be bored. I'm shifting back in the Bernie Sanders, a much more <laughs> comfortable <laughs> dialect. Here, look at this photograph, this Polaroid, whatever it is that you said it was. <laughs> As whenever you can see. Whenever I do, it makes me laugh. <laughs> As you can see. Um, your brother, your baby brother, is disappearing due to the inequity uh, created by a temporal rift uh, from your mother getting the hearts for you and not for your father. So you gotta fix the romance. Um, so I'm trying to set you to business. You gotta get to work. You gotta fix it within one week's time. We gotta beat the lightning, so to speak. <laughs> this is heavy. No, you're heavy. You're 800 fucking pounds, my machine man. <laughs> 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 they see uh, uh, Principal Strickland looking just as uh, spelt and bald as he does 30 years later. <laughs> just salamandering over the floor of the hallway. <laughs> uh, one side. <laughs> uh, who's tardy? Who's tardy for Strickland? <laughs> Papa wants some tardies. Come on. Oh, Marty, I, I don't have a visitor pass. Uh, and as you know, it's uh, uh, illegal for a man of my age to be seen in a coed institution. Well, uh, it isn't, but <laughs> yeah, it should be. Anyway, uh, I, I gotta go before Strickling, Strickling, <laughs> Strickland IDs me, and we have to have a fight to the death. Now, uh, uh, show me where your father is. I couldn't possibly pick him out. 
in this crowd of children. Marty scans through the walls. He's in that room, three doors down. You're not going to get it, but your kids will love it. (laughs) They sing uh, the one-hit wonder as they walk into what ends up being uh, another hall uh, where George McFly is getting the crap kicked out of him because he has a a kick-the-crap-out-of-me sign plastered on his back. Hoof, hoof, hoof. Oh, oh, jeez. I deserve it. <laughs> I put this sign on my own back to feel something. Jesus, Marty. Uh, are, are you sure you want to go through with this? He's not my target. <laughs> Technically, I need to make sure that everything is set up appropriately in 1985 so I can complete my mission. All right, fair enough. Um, Don't worry. I I have a way of getting humans together, a ritual mating ritual known as oh, yeah. a dance. I've heard of those. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, so just tell your mother uh, to go to this uh, mating ritual with your father, who's a complete loser. I don't know what anybody would say to him, but uh, you know, the future's not for me to uh, to tell. It's for you. So uh, just go ahead. Uh, do your thing. I'm just going to hang out by the girls' restroom. I mean, um, I'm going to hang out in the football f- field. Emmett Brown! <laughs> oh, shit! All right, I've been ID'd. Uh, I'm out of here. Marty, good luck. Pew! Pew! <clears throat> he pulls out a portal gun and steps through a portal. I wish he had a portal gun. What's that? I said I wish they gave Doc a portal gun in the Back to the Future <laughs> movies. They just didn't have the technology. Yeah. Marty robots his way over to where the crowd was gathered around George McFly getting his ash beat. But he looks behind and all he can see is a pair of pants, George's pants, stripped off of him to humiliate him. And George is nowhere to be seen. Marty scans the hallway and he traces George's pheromones leading into the cafeteria. Smash cut. Cafeteria. Marty sits down with George who is pouring over notes and pages of scribbled text and books. Hey, Marty says, and sits down at, uh-huh. uh, on the bench across from George, just like totally breaking it in half, and the two halves create a V-shape next to Marty. The children sitting on the sides of the bench, <laughs> they scream, and they slide into Marty's body. <laughs> Beat it. Oh, you again. What do you want? Look, Marty, um, wait, I'm Marty, for real. Uh, George, you don't know me, but I'm your buddy, see? And, um, I have it on good authority that Lorraine Newman... No. (laughs) E.E. Cummings. (laughs) Musical guest. Sound garden. I have it on... (laughs) I have it on good authority that Lorraine is really into you, and she wants you to ask her to the dance. And that's all it takes. Apparently, I have no idea about what a low-status character you are and how she would not want your dick near her if it were the last dick on Earth. Well, you're right. I mean, all I've got is my sci-fi writing here, and 
Besides, I... What? Give me that! Marty says, and he grabs uh, all the notes. He scans them immediately into his memory to see if there's any possibility that the humans could predict the rise of the machines. (laughs) Oh, okay, we're safe. This is just a bunch of bullshit. Give me my stuff back. Here, fine. Take it. I... Besides, I think that she's going with somebody else. Whom? I'll kill him, Marty Uh, says. Biff. What? Marty McFly locates Biff Tannen, who is sitting on Lorraine's lap. What? And he is just like <laughs> physically just molesting her. Like really, it's it's a movie from the eighties. They were different times, and but like still for the eighties, what he's doing is unacceptable to everybody. He's he's just like chewing on her neck and like just like <laughs> pawing at her. Yeah. Just like he's Moving got his her hand around to regions un- unknown to he's God. Got his dick out and his fucking her bottle of milk. Just like it's awful. <laughs> hey y'all, hey, hey, uh, Dweezil and Moon Unit, my two goons. Uh, I think Lorraine over here is in love with me. <laughs> she can't no, get I'm enough. Not. Get off me! I'm about to get off. <laughs> You're gross, Biff. I wouldn't date you if you were the last man on Earth. Uh, you hear that, George? Uh, Biff's the last man on Earth she'd want to date. Marty turns back around, and George once again has gone, leaving only his pants in his stead. <laughs> God fucking damn it. All right, well, I'll save Mom. <clears throat> Marty stands up. He grabs Biff bodily by the shoulders and Hi, he Hi, I'm Biff Bodily. <laughs> oh, sorry my bad. Sorry. I want Biff Tan. Cousins to Fling Bodily. <laughs> Wait, you know Fling Bodily? <laughs> Do you know Gear from <laughs> the sentient Gear from the episode of Muff Movies The Thing? Of course I do. I have the same voice as the dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Lorraine looks up at the wall and she sees the sentient gear which has been mounted on the wall of the historic building uh, since 1902. Hey, Biff Tannen, you get your paws off her and you come and tangle with a real man. <laughs> Who's a gear? Oh, oh, I don't want no, I don't want no trouble, gear. Uh, just mind your own business. Hey, how about you uh, make like a tree and get the fuck out of here before I beat your fucking ass, boy? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Biff scrambles away. Come on, Tweezer. Come on, Moon Moonbeam. We're out of here. His friends, uh, slowly mutating into rats, <laughs> scramble out with him. Yeah, like we'll a be Dracula? Back. <laughs> yeah, like a terrorist Libyan Dracula. <laughs> just, just normal shit. Yeah. Uh, oh. Just a Tuesday. Oh, my stars and garters. I think my lady boner has shifted from Marty to that sentient talking gear. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. I'm in demand. <laughs> <laughs> World building. Rain under her breath says, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Smash cut to the home of George McFly. Marty's running after him in the street. George at once nothing to do with it. Oh no, oh no. Marty does that like T one thousand, like <laughs> like run. sickle hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Oh god, oh god. <laughs> Get away from me, man. I don't even know you. Listen, George, 
You gotta ask Lorraine out or you will regret it. Sorry, regret it forever. <laughs> Don't baby me, man. I, I, I'm just a, a guy and, and no power on this earth in this solar system uh, from, from Terra, which is, which is what every other uh, civilization in the stars calls this planet Earth that we call Earth. No, nobody here who still sets foot on this planet and has never left our atmosphere will tell me otherwise. Bye. And he slams the door in Marty's face. Whoa. What a dwee boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're going to listen to no one from Earth, then it looks like we're going to have to get a little extraterrestrial. <laughs> Supernatural cut. To George's bedroom later that evening. We see George has passed out, totally exhausted from pre-cutting his own underwear so that when he's wedgied, it'll just tear free. And... He won't have to get that uh, rectum reattachment surgery. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pile of underwear that stretches to the ceiling. George hears a tap on the window. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. What, man? Tap, 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 tap. I'm asleep in a really awkward position like a bird with a broken neck. (laughs) What do you want? What is this? Open the window. Sends a voice from outside. Uh, I'm compelled to get out of my bed and open the window, I guess. Yes, open your window, George. George gets out of bed, shuffles over, and opens the window finally. Poof! (laughs) In flies a vampire bat, which transforms into Geralt of Rivia, the... Supernatural Witcher from the Polish book series and popular video games. And now Netflix series. Uh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, who, who are you, man? Who is this come dressed in leather through my window, obviously to punish me? The Witcher slaps George McFly across the face with the flat end of his silver blade. Joy! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I got something for you. You oh, listen to me. Oh no, is it a drubbing? <laughs> George says. <laughs> <laughs> he clasps his hands between his knees and slowly wiggles his butt back and forth at the hips. Fuck. <laughs> no. <clears throat> now shut up and listen to what I have to say. What is it? Shut up. (laughs) Now, you're going to have to go to the fish under the sea dance with Lorraine Bates. Wait, the enchantment under the sea dance? Shut up. (laughs) Okay. That's three. You got to do this or I'm going to sick a uh, Nostroiga on, uh, what is it? What is it? Stroiga? Striga? Striga. uh, You mean a striga? I'm going to release a striga in your house. And oh, I'm not gonna protect you from it. Oh no! I know about that because I'm a nerd. 
What's the streak? What's the streak gonna do to me? Is she gonna chew on? Shut me? up. Geralt of Rivia grabs George by the throat and throttles him, but in a way that George doesn't like. Okay, okay, okay. I'll ask her to the dance. George looks over Geralt's shoulder and sees a, a book, a fantasy novel, with someone who looks like uh, Geralt of Rivia on the cover, and suddenly it all becomes clear to him. Geralt is not of this world. He's a <gasps> Mein Gott und Himmel, <laughs> says the German next door, <laughs> as he views all of this through his peeping Tom binoculars. <laughs> I'm a Leatherman. <laughs> Tannhauser. Uh, Geralt, Geralt shakes the change out of George's uh, uh, pants and, and orifices. My coins! With that, he throws George back into his bed, turns around, and leaps out of the window. Woo! Geralt's horse, Roach, uh, <laughs> standing atop the roof, gives him a hand up, and they ride off into the night Santa Claus style. <laughs> Fuck. Smash cut! The next day, it's the diner. Diner. I love being a turtle. Says Biff's goon Dweezel, who strangely you'd think that would be the one that mutated into a rat. It's mutating into a humanoid turtle. Shut up, goons! I'm trying to enjoy my phosphate. Glug, glug, glug. Outside, uh, Marty walks George up to the door and says, All right, you gotta go in there. You gotta ask Lorraine to the uh, to the fish dance. But I I even though I'm a writer, I like don't have the words. Like how do I make love oaths at a woman? Maybe I should just express my love um through physical acts of service. No, man. <laughs> Marty scans his uh, Om- Omni <coughs> database to find the work Cyrano de Bergerac. Aha. Uh-huh. Here's what you gotta do. Go in there, call her Roxanne, and <laughs> tell her you're her man, and that you're, you guys with big noses are hot. But my nose is just regularly God, God, you're right. I got this all confused. I'm, I'm Cyrano in this. You're oh. the guy. What's his name? It doesn't matter. D'Artagnan? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. All so right, you all go for in there one. and Athos or Porthos, all right? That's all you yes. got to do. Yes, sir. George unctuously creepwalks his way through the diner doors. As soon as he opens the doors, he is stimulate blasted with the hot music of the 1950s. By Davy Crockett merchandise. <laughs> Daxter, chocolate milk me. (laughs) Sounds like someone grew some cojones. Here you go, little man. Daxter Jexter uses his third arm and slaps a chocolate milk down on the counter, sliding it into George's open palm like a badass from the TV show Cheers. I like that he just has uh, any food item ready to go at a moment's notice. (laughs) (laughs) It's all old and spoiled, but he's got it ready. (laughs) 
George takes a, a <clears throat> swig of the chocolate milk, slams it back on the counter, breaking the glass into a million pieces. Chocolate milk spilling everywhere, <laughs> delicately but sensually. Hey, what the fuck, man? Says the guy sitting next to it. He wipes his mouth masculinely and <coughs> saunters over to Lorraine. We see his little spurs uh, clinking on the ground. Ting, 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 ting. So anyway, girls, I said, <laughs> turning into HR Geeker instead of an old lady. I said, um, Marty McFly, what a hot guy. Wait, his last name's McFly? That's George's last I wonder if they're her cousins. Who are oh. you? George. Wait a minute, I know you. You're that guy that hangs out with Marty the Dreamboat. <laughs> That's right. It's wait. I'm HR Geeker. Later, ladies. <laughs> sorry, gr- sorry, girls. Um I'm I'm George McFly. And if there's not a seat taken, then I hope that you're ready for a heart breaking. <laughs> George looks at his notes hastily scribbled on his sweaty palms. George, it looks like your knees are weak and your arms are heavy. That's right. Uh, uh, there's some uh, forever plaid mixtape in my pocket already. If, if tis a... Uh, Duel of rhyme thou dost desire, then allow this love-struck hero to be your squire, George says, his Renfair days coming back to him. Wow. Lorraine's eyes slowly start to sparkle with stars in them, when suddenly... Ninja stars fly across the room from Diff Bannon's... (laughs) Diff Bannon, the evil shadow version of Biff Tannen. (laughs) The soul ninja throws them into the wall. None shall take the bride of my other Biff Tannen. George, it is time to die. Come over here. Wait, get over here. (laughs) Please make your way to me. Marty, uh, cyborgishly watching from the bushes outside, sees Diff Bannon approaching George with murderous intent. This cannot come to pass. Marty Marty McFly uh, reaches his Terminator arms through the wall, pulling the dark umbral energy ninja out through the concrete brick and they begin to have a battle worthy of Terminator 2's You Could Be Mine. Says the smack user sitting on the bench. <laughs> Lorraine looks out the window at the battle at hand the stars disappearing from her eyes and moving to her verjurner. <laughs> oh my, a creature of darkness fighting a man with a red evil eye. Get out of here, HR Geiger. I, this one's mine. Oof! George McFly pushes HR Geiger three inches in the opposite direction. Easy, I bruise like a page. <laughs> Geiger sloths off. 
just as Lorraine turns her attention back to heartthrob Marty McFly, she sees him pull the dark heart of Diff Bannon out of its shadowy chest. Uh, the heart is crushed under the cybernetic fist, and the ghostly visage disappears into nothing but an acrid smoke. <sighs> You're safe, George and Lorraine. Uh, now, oh no, it seems that some of my puffer puffer coat has come undone, revealing the one <laughs> scrap of uh, human pectoral muscle I have left. I hope it's not too covered in oily sweat. Lorraine is breathing as heavily as a a cat with three plates of chicken of the sea in front of it. And suddenly... That's a hungry cat. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I was trying to go for. Uh, Suddenly, the jukebox is stopped, as is all the noise and dancing of a 50s diner, when a scream rends the air. Everyone turns and looks to see Biff Tannen as he stares as if a horcrux of his had been destroyed. He clutches his chest. <coughs> you get one, McFly, and one's all you're gonna get the opportunity to get. Mm. Biff throws a haymaker punch uh, at the uh, crouching Marty McFly bot's head <laughs> It hits the cybernetic organism in the head, and Biff's wrist shatters. Oh, my God! My other horcrux! (laughs) It was in my wrist! (laughs) His wrist uh, shatters and just goes limp like a rubber chicken. Uh, Come on, you guys! Uh, Let's use a a tool to destroy (laughs) this entity. Man is a tool-using animal, after all. I'm one step ahead of you, boss, says, says Moon Unit, who's rapidly becoming a rat man. It drives up in its uh, Rob Zombie-style Dragula racer, like a rat fink cartoon. Yeah, that's more like it. Let's run him down, boys. Burn through the witches and bathe through the ditches, bathe in the back of my Dragula. Music plays as they chase after uh, T-100 McFly when he pushes a kid through a bush and, and destroys the, the box car uh, razor made out of wood that, that the kid the old, was old riding razor. on. Oh, gee, you crumb bum. That was worth five cents. I'll pay you back later, kid. McFly says as he rips the thing in half, making a makeshift skateboard. Whoa, he's remixing stuff from the old into stuff from the future. Error, error. <laughs> he has an error message roll across <laughs> his eye screens. Not oh. a skateboard. <laughs> oh, shit, this is going to be hard. Uh, Morty. <laughs> he climbs on the board of skates and skates off away from the Dragula. There goes the man of my dreams, says, uh, what's her face? Lorraine. <laughs> says Lorraine. <laughs> says Keish Lorraine. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, says George, uh, holding his rapidly decreasing testicles in his hands. 
Smash cut to montage of car chase. Marty skates Jason Momoa He skates around town square with Biff and his goons driving through the square and bushes and children and newspaper kiosks and just keeping up with the Kardashians on Marty, <laughs> uh, forcing Marty to turn around and put his hands on the hood of the Dragula, almost killing him in the process, but lo and behold, there's a truck up ahead, and Marty, between it and the Dragula, speeding towards it to be crushed. Oh, no. Says <laughs> a man eating an ice cream cone. Moon unit and, and Dweezil throw cans and bottles, uh, which uh, bounce harmlessly off of the T100. When suddenly Marty gets an idea, looking at the uh, convertible top of the Studebaker Dragula. Oh, I have an idea. I parked the DeLorean behind that truck full of shit. I'll just go get the DeLorean and drive away. Marty walks behind the truck full of shit. Oh, no, you don't, says Biff, and crashes the Dragula directly into the truck of shit. Oh, object permanence. (laughs) The shit flows over him in a ghastly wave, coating his face, neck, and chest. Oh, natural botanicals. Yeah. <laughs> he begins to disintegrate like the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> there is surely more shit uh, that is covering that car than that truck can hold. Because when when you look at it, the truck itself is still full of manure, <laughs> but there's so much that's covering the car and the and the guys. <laughs> Oh, I'm very upset right now, but I also realize that suffering is an impermanent state and just part of being alive, and so I accept it into my heart as well with an open mind. (laughs) Oh, shit. I actually did spit when I did that. (laughs) (laughs) And then Marty drives up in the DeLorean, rolls the window down, (laughs) takes his sunglasses (laughs) off and says, Hey, boys, next time I'll drive. And then he drives <laughs> off down the street. What a man, says George. <laughs> End of part two. <laughs> I categorically refuse to have more than one part of this, of this episode end with that joke, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Which has been done, like, several times. That's my whole purpose in life. <laughs>